0: Welcome to another episode of War Stories. I'm Tom. And I'm Chuck. We've got a good episode for you this week, I think. Um we we love the stories, we love getting some details. Why don't you uh, tell us about our guest this
1: week, Chuck? It's CJ. He's a corrections officer um, or was a corrections officer. Now he's uh, we're working at a local uh, agency. Yeah, um, has seven years between jail and patrol and uh, likes to shoot the shit. There you
0: That's go. That's
2: good. Yep, this is our that favorite worked. part <laughs> of
0: the show. So CJ, tell us a little bit about yep. your background and how you ended up where you're at, you know, just how you got into law enforcement and your kind of path to your current location.
3: So, I guess uh it all kind of actually started as an accident. I went through and uh I was actually a school teacher for a couple of years. And uh wow. that didn't not not a great life choice. I you know, commend all the people that can do it, but it was definitely not for me.
0: Um, uh yeah, I would I would rather work in the jail than work at an elementary school.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. It, you can beat it's, the it's, inmates believe at it or the jail. It's the you can't beat problems, the just older kids. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh. Um, ended up at a, uh, actually with my wife, we were at a wedding. One of the guys that were sitting at the table with us was a, uh, was a deputy at the time saying, Hey, you know, they're hiring at the jail. If you're not like teaching, come on over. Well, I guess long story short, ended up school on Tuesday, started in jail on Thursday. And I uh, did about a year and a half in the jail, uh, cut out to the road for about four years at the uh, county. Did about a year on the SWAT team and then um, made a move over to our local jurisdiction for uh, a little bit more pay, better time off, more time with the family, that
1: kind of stuff. You gave up SWAT?
3: I did. I did. Um, There's actually, there's from, I guess, talking with my admin, there's a pretty good chance of me going back on the same team that I was actually on coming up this fall.
1: Just with a PD, the PD aspect of it.
3: Is it a regional team? Yeah, so it's actually... Yes. Yeah. Regional in three County. Yeah. So what, awesome.
1: what
0: ended up happening and I, for b- bigger agencies like Chuck's um, they may not know this, but uh, there were some directives that came down about the amount of people you had to have on your team to actually build a real legitimate SWAT team and qualify yep. for SWAT training, SWAT school, you know, so you know, there was some, cause you'd end up like, like with a, you know, a, a you know, a, de- a small department putting four guys in tactical gear and calling it a spot team. And so yeah. they they ended up standardize- making some standardizations. This was probably about, what, 18 years ago that they probably did okay. this? And uh, it, the, 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 my understanding is from the guys I talked to, that created this need for these smaller departments to create regional teams, and it became mm-hmm. – you know, a couple of guys from this agency, a couple of guys from this agency, a couple of guys from the sheriff's department, a couple of guys from this, that, and you know, they, And so it sounds like that's yeah. what you, uh, it, it, when you say you're yeah. going to be rejoining yeah. your old team, you're still on it. You're on a different department, but you will be going back to your old team. Right.
3: <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. And I actually, uh, <laughs> our number one guy on the stack, he was, uh, he's not my sergeant. So oh, it worked nice. out pretty well. Yeah. It's good. But, um, yeah. So it's, it was a, It was a good team. There's about I think 34 when I got off, so they just split into two squads. So it was it was pretty good.
2: That's always good. Well, it's good you're going back. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Especially
0: because I'm sure that was a bitter thing to leave. I mean, when you're when you're on a team, yeah, you know that's one of the few things that you want to give up.
3: Yeah, that's and you know anybody that tells you they get into this and it's not the adrenaline dump that they want. They're, or I think they're full of shit.
2: Or everybody in gets into business.
3: this. Yeah. Right. So, you know, you get that chance to be on the team and it's like, okay, you know, that's, that's why I signed up and that's what you, you know, everybody strives for at least, right. you know, a lot of my buddies say that. Well, we,
0: we so yeah, talked I, about this up. on the show with veterans who, you know, experience, um, Anx and anger and frustration and even you know a measure of of sadness and disappointment because they get into the military to go do military shit and then yeah you know they never deploy for four years and they get out and they're like yeah. man and then they meet another veteran who's and they're like oh where'd you deploy and they're like I I didn't you know it, it, like, <laughs> you get into it to like yeah. like let's fucking saddle up and go do some shit
3: <laughs> yeah yeah it's at least that was always my, my reasoning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Imagine yeah. having, a, so, imagine training to ride a horse and training to, to carry a gun and and then never getting to go jump on the horse and drive some cattle and shoot your gun. <laughs> you know?
2: Yeah. It'd suck.
3: <laughs> yeah. It'd be, be depressing.
2: Yeah. So.
3: Well, yeah, so I guess, uh, got into that, um, transferred over. Like I said, it's a smaller agency. Now, um, the sheriff's office I was with, um northeast ohio we were about 300 350 people for the department so it was a pretty large i would say one of the top 10 in the state as far as size, goes. size yeah yeah um the department i'm with now is 28 people and that includes admin so it's it's nice you, you get have to know every chief mean, <laughs> yeah yeah i was actually it's, he was he was on foot patrol yesterday
1: there you go the, the chief yeah. was on a foot patrol
3: yeah, we had a we had a fair in town, but um, oh. yeah, he was full full gear mm-hmm. and came in and signed up for the extra detail himself.
1: Now, have you ever seen like uh, I'm assuming you probably have like sergeants and then probably a captain and then the chief. There's probably no in between mm-hmm. really because it's such right. a small department. Now, have you ever seen one of those captains or a chief for that matter ever get into it with someone like actually have to oh, go yeah. hands on and, and they're like yeah. Let's go. Saddle up.
2: Yeah. It,
3: uh one of my one of my first calls with the department, or uh it was a lieutenant, but he was coming back from lunch in his personal vehicle and uh <laughs> put a call out over the radio. There was an responsive guy in the in the street. You know, and he's out of his truck and we're all hauling the mail down the to, to go get the guy. And next thing you know, it's a about a six person brawl in the middle of the street. Oh, shit. And, yeah. Held, yeah. I Our mean, patrol lieutenant was still in trouble.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's never a patrol lieutenant was, was an old LAPD trouble. guy and he would, oh, he'd, he'd be like, you know what, screw this office. And he'd, he'd jump in his, and he had a plane wrap, so he'd jump in his plane wrap in full uniform and he'd go stir some shit up. And then he'd, the next thing you know, he'd be like, uh, can you send me someone else?
3: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's that's it. Can
0: can your exactly, lieutenant um, can handle backup. Car? Yeah.
3: Yeah. He's, uh, he was, he's in good shape. He's in good shape. Right.
1: Cause normally when you see on bigger agencies, as soon as they become like a lieutenant or, you know, captain or anything higher they hang up their spurs and they're like i'm done you know yeah, your house yeah like i'm i'm done mm-hmm. but it's always interesting to see when one of those dudes catches you off guard and gets involved in something you're like oh oh he can he still got it or yeah. she still got it and you're like wow yeah and it's shocking let's see yeah, so like, many
0: so many agencies across this country are smaller agencies you know agencies like um, Chicago and New York and LA and some of these bigger agencies where you retire to an admin job. That's not even the norm. It's what you, it's what you hear about a lot, but it's not even the norm. It's just, you know, they, they you get to smaller agencies. There is nowhere to hide. Everybody yeah. has to work.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
3: And it's the department I'm with now. Like I said, it's, everybody's got usually some kind of a specialty detail. I mean, we got guys on the violent fugitive task force for the marshals that are out you know yeah three four five days a week going kicking doors and having a damn good time
0: if there it was there, if there was a detail i could have worked besides dope that would have been it oh yeah ViCap, cap violent criminal apprehension man that yep
2: oof
1: so
0: i think maybe yeah. i watched justified one too many times i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn good show it is a damn good show uh oh, well, coming back anyway. yeah i'm so oh, is it really Oh yeah, they're bringing it back. Like a, it, it's not going to be the same show. It'll be the same character, but in a different yeah. setting. Oh,
3: that's cool.
0: Yeah, it'd be okay, really cool. cool. But you know, this isn't TV talk. So you, <laughs> so you yeah, changed so agencies. That, yeah. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. So you, uh, yeah. you were a teacher, and then you went on to the sheriff's department, and now you mm-hmm. work for a local police agency of about twenty eight. Yeah. And uh, what, what do you, do you like it better?
3: Um. Yes and no. Right. Yes and no. Um the hours are great. Week every other weekend off. Um, I mean, I would run the county. We so in the county we had about five hundred and thirty miles, square miles of coverage, right? And we would run it with three or four guys.
2: Wow. You know, sometimes yeah. sometimes
3: your backup was and you
0: know 20 minutes away I'm code cool. three.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah. I've I've been lights the whole way across the county and you know, forty-five minutes, fifty minutes, and you're like I'm exhausted by the time you get there. That's a long Mm -hmm. time. Yeah. But, um, so now, you know, like I said, we're 28 guys. We'll run. I've had as many as seven, seven patrol officers with me on shift for six square miles, you know? So we're, we're tripping over each other, but it's a, it's a really good community. Everybody waves at you. Like we were saying with all five fingers, it's, it's a good, good place. Now I do miss the action, you know, the shit shows of being by yourself in the trailer park when it hits the fan or yeah, you know, I, they always tell
0: you never making arrest by yourself. But when you when you're a deputy out in BFE, oh
3: yeah,
0: you, there is nobody else, man.
3: Yep, I, I, so I I'm divider, hoping. Oh yeah, I would take. I've taken two people to jail from this you know two different incidents from the same house. You know, they're <laughs> in a domestic fighting in the back seat through the divider. I'm like, well, this is we got what we got.
0: Yeah. Wow. At some point, you're like, should I take should I take one and put them in the front,
3: or is that like, yeah. should I let them fight it <laughs> out? Like. Like I I need to spin my camera so they can see both people back there.
0: No joke. I'm not sure if I brought this up on the show, but I want to have this guy on as a guest. He's a, he's a deputy that's just, um, just West of me in a different, in the, in the state to the West Washington. And he's a deputy, a a County mounting and their, their agency, their County Sheriff's department. I think he said was 14. total. Oh, damn. And he said that at one point, um, he was on call, but he was helping his buddy pour some concrete on a home project, and he gets the call that he has to go handle a domestic and so he doesn't he didn't even have a gun with him because he was doing construction work, so he borrows his buddy's three hundred and fifty seven jumps in the cement truck and rolls to the domestic by himself
3: so oh, yeah that that would be that would be pretty uh you don't make it anywhere any any good time in a cement truck
0: no no. <laughs> So I mean, you know, <clears throat> this is what it is. Do what you got to
2: do yeah. the job.
3: Yes. So.
0: That's uh, we. I like to bring those things up for all the the guys that are out there working for rural agencies or little and and they hear our episodes with you know interviewing guys from big agencies or been in the military deployed overseas and they're feeling like man here I am just pushing a black and white out and you know podunk whatever and you know I don't say no it's good it can happen there just as easily yeah it kicks that's off straight mm-hmm. yep yep well, they're they're still doing the lord's work they're just doing it in uh with a lot less streetlights.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yes. yes that's one of the hardest things to get to, like you responded to calls in the, at night and there's no street lights oh. and you're trying to read addresses and trying to read street signs and shit like that everybody's
3: house gets spotlighted oh yeah everyone everyone yeah so. yep or you get the old uh the Amish buggy crash somebody <laughs> acda is a back of a horse and buggy and you're like son <laughs> of a bitch again you have almost uh, that Amish i've Buggies never again? had yeah that That's i've never right. had uh, they're they're superhuman i've never had one get injured wow really did now they race i've never had one race but i did my last one i had was uh 15 a 14 and 15 year old kid because they can start driving a lot earlier when it's the buggy but uh 14 15 year old kid Got smoked by the. uh It was a one ton dually pickup,
2: <gasps> oh, sixty so mile fair. an
3: hour. Launched him into the woods. Horse got thrown down the street. Kids came out. They had some dirt and a couple scratches. No shit. Like, you, you just got thrown thirty feet. How did? Well, they've been turning butter an and out of my barn
0: since they were two. Yeah. You know. Yeah.
3: Like that's so. a
0: different. That's that's you're raising tough stock there.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 tough for the crash reports because you can't get a make and model for the buggy. It doesn't, it doesn't want
0: to take <laughs> right. it make and model. Ezekiel one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The this is, a, this is a Malachi out. 400. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now who's uh, it? Who's typically at fault. Is it usually the vehicles or is it, do you, cause like, I, I was surprised. Okay. Cause I was surprised yeah. to find out when I came on the job that when, it, when um, motorcyclists or bicyclists are involved in crashes that like, you know, 80% of the time it's their fault. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was curious to see if like, you know, when you get horse and buggies, was it one of those shocking things where you're like, nah, you know, it's usually the horse and buggies fault. <laughs> well,
3: if it's so what I, I guess my experience, I can give you mine. Um, if it's an adult run them through field sobriety is chances oh. are they're drunk.
2: Oh shit. Oh wow.
3: Yeah. yeah. They, they, they can drink. Wow. They have no problem behind the horse.
2: Yeah.
3: You got to call a vet and everything to have the, like buggy taken back
1: and (laughs) how do you how do you take their license to to drive a horse
3: they just end up going to court and they usually it's usually a failure to appear right (laughs) the next time they next time they get in a crash they get to go to jail for a couple nights
2: yeah and see
0: there was a i was talking to uh i was talking to a, a dude who he lived in a very rural area of los angeles chuck you know uh foothill division Right. And how rural some of foothill division is. And they still had, you know, this was probably 25 years ago. Um, and and he was talking to another buddy of mine who lived in North L.A. County, and they were talking about how what they would do is they would ride their horses because they had horse property. So they'd ride their horses down to the local bar. And get shit face drunk, then climb onto the horse sideways slap the horse's ass and the horse knew its way home so the horse would just walk home and they'd be passed out drunk on the horse and then the horse would get into the you know get to the house they'd wake up and go crawl
3: into bed (laughs) yeah there'd be a handful of times we had you know the buggy would show up and would get a phone call hey so-and-so's missing the buggy came home and they're not in it yeah oh shit yeah
2: they drink like moonshine and shit or like
3: that's whatever they can get a hold of I've never, never met one that was picky. <laughs> <laughs> Any port in a wow. They're like sailors that way. Yeah. It seems
1: like there'd probably be a lot of alcoholics in the Amish community just for the simple fact that that's their pastime. This is drinking. <laughs> There's not yeah, much that's else. To that's do. it. We no just had it on our,
3: our local news this morning, the county next to us. Somebody just got tagged. He was uh, driving in the oncoming traffic, at, you know, late hours of the
2: night. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah yeah oh, man.
1: that's hilarious well well
0: that's that i i have literally you're the first cop i've ever talked to who ha- actually has to work in amish country and that's awesome because now i'm getting i have so many questions and i'm getting them all
3: answered hey <laughs> they have rum springing rum spring yeah. yeah yeah it's it a real thing it is um we're if uh i want to say it was on a and e or sure. ETv. Amish one of those you know it, well, that was right next to us. That was the county next to us. Was it uh, really? Yeah, it really was. Oh, that's awesome. That's, it really was. That was a bunch uh, of horse uh, shit, wasn't it? Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that's just so fake. They're yeah, all fake. Yeah. All reality TV is fake. But, just, but there was uh, the one with Vanilla Ice. When okay. he went. Oh, yeah, day. yeah. Where he went. Uh, yeah, ice yeah. goes
0: Amish or whatever.
3: Yeah. 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 We Actually, I, I passed him on the road when he was with the whole camera crew and in the buggy. Did you give Come him or, a word to his that, mother? Well, oh, I'm like, was that vanilla ice? My wife's like, I think it was. You know, we're right. checking the rear view. I'm like, oh, we got to spin around. You know, so pulled the old three point, went back. I'm like, hot damn, that actually was.
2: <laughs> wow,
3: that's awesome. Was he in a was he in a horse and buggy? Yeah, sure was. <laughs> sure was. <laughs> the tattoos are what gave it away. I'm like, ah, right. they don't usually yeah. have those.
1: Yeah. No,
0: rolling in that's his one point
3: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs>
0: So, Well, yeah. we appreciate you coming on, and I, I, <clears throat> I can only imagine the kind of stories you're going to have from uh, working in Amish country, but I'm guessing this has nothing to do with the Amish.
3: Oh, so I reached out when you guys had the uh, jail episode. You were like, looking for people in corrections. I'm like, oh, what? The area, I guess, that our jail is in for the county is uh, we're always rated top five every year for most dangerous city in the, in the world or in the United States for under 100,000 really? people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? We get shootings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have shootings all the time. That was my first call I ever handled as a cop was an armed bank robbery.
2: No fucking wow. way.
3: Our, oh, yeah. I remember jamming rounds down into my mag still. And uh my FTO is hauling ass to the wow. bank that just got held up. <laughs> yeah. But <God, damn.
1: laughs> well, My first call was a rape. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I mean yeah. I'll take the armed robbery over the rape, let's be honest. I that. one hundred percent.
3: One hundred percent. But um yeah, so the jail the jail itself, we had, you know, tons of gangbangers that would come in and out. Um we would hold for a lot of bigger sheriff's offices up north of us. We're we're not too far from Cleveland. I was about but, to say
1: uh, Cleveland's got a bunch of
3: assholes.
0: Yeah, I oh. heard your accent and you said yeah. Amish country and I'm like, "Okay, this is Ohio or you know, eastern southeastern Pennsylvania like that's I grew up in
3: southeast PA." Ohio. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Water. Do you drink water? <laughs> yeah,
2: uh,
3: there yeah, there's water. You got the R and war, warsh. Warsh. My grandma yeah. still you mm-hmm. yep adds R's to stuff warsh don't definitely clothes. have R's.
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: that's right. But um yeah, so the jail itself was, a that was, that was something that was one of those days, you know, you hated to go to work every day, but you had a blast while you were there. Oh. Right. It just, it was, it was good. It was good stuff. But, um, I guess the jail itself, um, you know, what everybody sees on TV and everything it was built in the fifties and that was the last time it was updated. Oh my God. At least the men's cinderblock side and steel, so, damn straight Yeah, concrete floors, cinder block walls. And yeah, yeah. Tons of that. Um, asbestos, you know, everything, everything that's fine. That reminds me of
1: my my barracks when I was in the Marine Corps. (laughs) (laughs) The food might have been better. No (laughs) shit. Fucking cinder blocks. Yeah. Cinder blocks, coffin racks, black mold, fucking mildew.
0: I mean, let's face it. The only difference between being in the military and being in prison are the work details are a hell of a lot
3: cooler in the military.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Depends. I can
3: imagine. Uh, That's true. Oh but um god. yeah so I guess what, what made me think about it was uh again put it in perspective, you know, old fifties style, you know, what you see on TV for jail. Um I predominantly worked the mental health unit, which was
2: oh god,
3: an event in itself. But um Voluntarily partner-
2: Yeah. Yeah, okay. It was a good time. It, it was it was a lot of I guess, it. It I guess a dealing time. with the
0: nutters might be a little bit better sometime because at least they're funny.
3: Yeah. That's what, it, I mean, you, you got a joke out of it. You didn't have the, you know, the fights you didn't have. I mean, you would every once in a while, somebody stole my soup. You'd be like, what? it's, it's it's sitting on your bed. <laughs> yeah. You know, just right. like that kind of stuff. But, um, we didn't and you have, you don't the, have to deal
0: with kitty rapers and, you know, shit like that.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Now what we did have was we had what we called the button. naked and So you came in, um, Wanted to kill somebody, kill yourself, or you were psychologically unstable. We mm-hmm. got to uh, take your clothes and put you in the in the turtle suit. So we had oh, a handful of those cells, but um, we had a in the it's where the young kids, the gangbangers are at. They're single cell um, catwalk style. Uh, they're able to come out. They have a small day room. It's maybe ten feet wide, thirty feet long. They can you know play cards and do whatever, and during the day. Next to that was a uh what we called a day room. It was like more of your dormitory style, you know, dozen racks, top bottom, and we had a dude he was a real shit bag. He did some uh prison time for rape, coincidentally, and uh while in prison, lost use of his legs mm-hmm. and got out, did I think it was 18 years or so, got out, they put him in a um, it was like a i guess more of like a nursing home in the in the transition back in the end the world and while he was there he he raped about four for the uh elderly incapacitated females so obviously he got to rejoin us fairly quickly but um, wait
0: after he lost the use of his legs
3: yes yeah he was using objects and fingers and oh, that kind of stuff okay
1: so for an object yeah, penetration type of yeah. shit
3: yeah, yeah, he was Oof. a real piece of shit. Uh, see,
1: yes.
0: you can't fix fucking crazy, man. You can give it no. a court date, but you can't fix it. And taking this guy's legs didn't deter his perversions and his like nope. he was shitheads gonna nope. shithead, man.
3: Yep. Yep. So when he came back to us, um he was in a hospital bed, obviously, because they can't have wheelchairs and stuff in there because of the spokes and stuff that they can break off and stick in people's necks. But um so he's in a hospital bed, basically one of the ones that recline up and down. Uh, he realized that he was going to prison for the rest of his life and he was going to die there. And uh, he started playing the crazy card, you know, praise Jesus. Every time you walk by, he wanted to pray for everybody, <laughs> that kind of shit. And uh, finally, they sent him out for a mental, mental eval, did a two week at the uh, local mental institute and sent him back. Said, nah, he's fine. He's confident to stand trial. So he still plays the game, you know. He has a colostomy bag because he can't use his bottom new half. It. Yeah. New right. it, yeah. This yeah. is getting shitty. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it really. Does. <laughs> it does. He I just, a shit bag, no pun intended. Okay, we
0: got to take bets from this point forward. Listeners, start your clock and start betting on how long it takes for Chuck to start gagging.
3: <laughs> and that's, I, I'll be honest with you, the last time you started gagging was what made me think of this one. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So we can still uh,
1: smell the colostomy bag right now.
3: Oh yeah. Oh they they, very distinct smell.
2: It's, oh yeah. Oof. Oof.
3: But um <laughs> so he's in there, refuses to bathe, doesn't take care of himself, you know, no hygiene, that kind of shit. So that the the nursing staff has to come in and basically sponge bathe him while he's strapped to the bed. <laughs> and uh bed sores since he's been, you know, laying down for months on end at this point. So they're cleaning them up, and one day he decides to to take a bite at one of the nurses, right? So nurse ends up getting a chunk taken out of their arm. Oh, My buddy's in there who works oh. for a different police department now down in uh, the Carolinas. but So he's in there. He kind of looks like – reminds me of Charlie Sheen from Major League. <clears throat> like kind oh, of okay. thin, Wild dark, thing? super bl- – yeah, like big, thick, black rim glasses just not very fast at anything but he will <laughs> tough <laughs> as shit b- but <laughs> black belt in jiu-jitsu but he's just yeah. not everything rocks. in slow motion yeah right. and uh so he's in there he ends up grabbing the guy pulling his head back and uh you know call let me get an additional unit you know we got a combative asshole basically in here so we got a biter being, yeah pretty much So being that the mental health unit was the next unit over, I'm like, ah, shit, I'm finishing up around. I got this. I'm I'm on my way. I come over. Uh, As I'm coming over, he's getting this spit mask, and he's getting it over his head because now he's starting to spit, right? So I'm breaking through the door. Spit mask is going on. This guy, he gets his arm out of the softer strain at this point. He's starting to try to hit my buddy from behind, realizes he's not getting to him. So the first thing he does is he grabs that shit bag that was just overflowing as is. And he's twirling that thing like a towel over his head. There's just, shit. it's like a shit fan, <laughs> right? It's, I mean, it's like a sprinkler, this shit. It's, you know, just oh, everywhere. A I'm, I'm sprinkler. <laughs> It was, it was, it it's was not a rain bird. It's a shit bird. Really? This time. It, it, yeah. And it, it was not a good consistency either. It, it was, you know, it was enough to to splat when it hit stuff. Mm. So he's sweating around Chuck's Chuck's sweating. <laughs> so so my buddy ends up taking one in the forehead. And it's you know, he's got he's pissed, you know, he, he's somebody gave As one would and, be right, grab this fucking guy. And I'm like, well, oh, I got an idea. I pulled my spray out, I'm like, this is this is my time to shine. From about
1: <laughs> twenty dudes. feet, yeah. OC oh, spray in a closed fucking no. area.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, do it. Were you new? <laughs> no, no. Oh. We, our problem, we used to screw with each other and we'd like spray each other's trash can and shit when yeah. nobody was around. Sure. So you of you got course, real used yeah. to the spray pretty quick. Oh, okay. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm a sharpshooter with this shit. Twenty five feet away, you know, arc the can, press the button. It couldn't have been any more direct on this guy's like brow line. Like it would have been like America's next top shot with spray. But what we didn't know is the spit mask is like a damn trampoline. So not only does my buddy now have shit running down into his eyes, but the spray ricocheted off this mask and hit him. Couldn't have been any more perfect than the eyeballs. (laughs) Right? So now he's got spray, he's got shit, and this guy's still flinging poo around. So long story, I guess, shortened. Um, The guy ends up falling out of bed. And we end up having to lift him back in while we're now all covered in shit because he was rolling around trying to get away from us. And it was like a snail. He was trying to crawl to the other side of the room to get out Dude. and uh, leaving the brown streak of speed behind him. And uh, so we get him in. And you know, leg strikes down. ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> no, no. it's. I mean, they he would literally like when you'd put him in a wheelchair, he'd throw his feet like slop them over the edge of the of the wheelchair, and you'd run him over, and you'd get to wherever you were going, and you'd have you know busted toes like grapes. And you're like, oh, well, I guess we're gonna stop by the the meds on the way back. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, so I guess we get this guy back into bed. You know, my buddy's been suffering now through this OC for probably about thirty, forty seconds, and uh, he. It now is why he wears the glasses because he had his contacts in. Oh! So the, between the yeah, between the spray and the poo, we got to take a trip down to the uh, local ER to get everything removed from his eyeballs. Yeah, pink eye. Oh, fuck. Uh, he, he was yeah, it got real fucked. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Was, Dude. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he was a he was a, a poo Yeah, yeah, a poo poli. man. Yeah, yeah. So he was. oh There goes my camera. Um, That's yeah. So he uh, he ended up having to get his contacts removed from his eyeballs because they they fused to his eyes a little bit. <gasps> oh. So now now he wears the the Charlie Sheen black deep dark th- black rim glasses when he's on patrol. I
0: hope he, I he puts the something. little uh, skull and
3: crossbones <laughs> ta- on it too. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. He would tape it every once in a while. That's awesome. And he'd walk around, you know, slide them back up his face and give you that real, like, I don't know what state I'm in look. Right. And then, yeah, he's a, he was a good dude. Still is a good dude, but yeah, he's, he's one of he those. Just, he's very, he's just uh, a good
0: dude in South Carolina or in the <laughs> yeah, Carolinas. yeah, Right. Yeah. 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 Right.
3: North Carolina. Yeah. yeah. He's uh, yeah,
0: man. Oh my was, God. That,
2: that I, was, I missed those. That was one I, of them.
0: I got to see stuff in the jail because I take people to jail and because it's the jail. You take yeah. somebody to book them and you know, 50, 50 chance that something's going off.
2: Oh right. yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And if yeah, it's not of going off, stream... you can count on them telling you a story about how it was going off five minutes ago.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. All of the, um, I worked, so it was about a year in the mental health board and then I did about six months in receiving. So when you came in the jail, you got to see me, um, we had a guy, all the computers are now bolted down to the desks. My dude, Chuck Norris roundhouse kicked this monitor so effortlessly and so athletically that bitch blew in about 3,000 <laughs> pieces when it hit the wall. <laughs>
2: oh my God.
1: This is a suspect. So now,
3: every, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> oh. And everybody was pissed because we had to, we had to handwrite the, uh, all the arrests from there on out for the rest of the night. Cause that was our booking computer. So everything, oh everything had to get hand jammed and sent down to the court certified mail.
0: Now be honest, wow. you guys grade people's arrests and pe- and agencies, don't you?
3: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you knew there were certain guys, as soon as you would see their car pulling to the Sally port, you'd be like, ah, shit, here we go. Go get the cert team lined up because mm. you know somebody's going to fight. Mm. And it would be, you know, F5 possession back when they were still booking for it. And this guy would come in and be like, you're getting released in three hours. We're going to signature bond you. And yeah. he decides, you know, nope, fuck that. We're going to fight. And you're like, Really? Like, is that really what you want to do? It's Friday night. You, tonight's what you want to fight about.
2: Yeah. He's like, well, I,
3: I know if I fight, I get my housing area right away. I'm like, yeah, hey, well, shit. Yeah. You don't have, a, you're not wrong.
0: I mean, right. You know,
1: uh, we used to would, wheel, <clears throat> we used to wheel combatives in, we would, we would get our car, bring it in, doors would close and we'd be like, you tell the, your partner, or I would go run in and be like, Hey, talk to the watchmaker. I need a fucking uh, wheelchair. Yeah. Like one of the ones you can hook to the side. And I was like, I need mm-hmm. a wheelchair and I need a team of people. And they're like, what? Yeah. Like, what do you got? And I was like, dude, that motherfucker ain't coming out of the car. Like, I need yeah. this now. And then they they'd wheel him out and you'd be like, All right, you guys just call, we're hands off now. They're like, No, 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 you gotta get him up. Like, we don't want to get into a fight. No, no, no. We're in your yeah, house. He, we yeah take he's in him. the
3: jail now. This is your problem. Dude,
0: yeah. so That's, many
1: times, like, yeah,
0: God. We had an intercom, you'd you'd roll up to the jail to the Sally port and you'd hit the button, you know, it was like you know, trying to buzz into, you know, any somebody's estate, you know, but it was yeah, buzzing yeah. into the jail. Hit the button. Yep. And you'd always get uh, some some gal, you know, working the the desk or or maybe a deputy filling in and be like, what you got? And you, you know, one male, one female, one this, one that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was always amazing, um, because when they were lippy and they were mouthy and they were yelling and screaming in the back, um, you'd just say, I've got one male. He's combative. And then yeah. that was that was all you had to say because as yep. soon as you pulled into the Sally port and that door came down, the brute squad walked out, and it was four was or big. five deputies that were all corn fed, oh. football playing six foot four, <laughs> no-neck monsters. Yeah. And they were gonna drag this guy out of the car by his short and curlies, whether he liked it or not. Yep. And what was amazing is how many people saw the brute squad and immediately came to Jesus. And we're like, no, I'll, oh, yeah. I'll get out. I'll get out. Yeah. It's, it's cool.
3: Yep. <laughs> yeah. We had, we called it, it was uh, CERT, C-E-R-T for the it was mm-hmm. Correctional Emergency Response. It was like SWAT for jail. Anytime yeah. somebody wouldn't, you know, wouldn't cuff up or come out and everybody knew. And it was, you know, even the OG guys that were, you know, 50s, 60s, you'd see, you know, we'd walk down the hall and they'd be like, oh, somebody about to get their, their mm-hmm. ass beat now. You know, that's we didn't tack up unless somebody was catching an ass whipping on the other end. Ooh, right. If we got to, yeah. we're not getting dressed up for nothing. No, no. It, right. it takes me time to put this shit on. It's, I'm not, right. I'm not taking it off for no reason. Right. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're, we, if
0: we could, t- if we could have talked you out of it, we would have, but mm-hmm. clearly we can't. <laughs> <laughs> and you are committed nope. to this <laughs> course of action.
3: Yes. So yes. we all have like to <clears throat> right.
1: Right. Yes. That's why I like going to the sheriff jails um yeah working a pd the holding facilities. like we had a jail but it was only like holding facility and they get transported mm-hmm. to the county yeah. but a every time we got to, go to the county it yeah. was fucking awesome you walk in and you could tell if they're in a good mood or a bad mood because you walk in and you're like oh fuck someone's been sprayed and then yeah. you wheel them back or you walk them back and you're like hey i'm just warning you we're gonna be hands off from this point forward once they take control of you that's on you right and they're not in a good mood you smell that that's oc spray they just did a cell mm-hmm. extraction and you see the fucking cell like all fucked up on the inside and you're like yeah so they're not yeah. in a good mood and then there was so many times you'd be hands off be like we got it from here you guys can take off We're like okay the yeah, moment you're in you their walk house out of now sally port you just hear fucking yelling screaming i'm like oh fuck
2: yeah <laughs> that's not <another laughs> my like, responsibility here, <laughs> yeah so, <laughs> but you, then you, you can't see that. anything
1: you can only hear it you're like fuck that's your house dude whatever
3: yeah, yeah, you hear the loud ass boom, and it wasn't the door, and you're like, "Oh, somebody hit the floor at a high rate of speed." Dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> they went up real high and came down real fast. High speed collision with a stationary object. Yeah, mm. no, you don't win any time of that. Ooh, mm-hmm. No,
0: no, 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 no. That's the, like there came a point, and and your your you know legless rapist is a perfect example. <clears throat> I should say your your poopa pollegic. Yes. Um. You know. <laughs> there came a point in society where we decided not to hang people. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's funny because the listeners of the locker room know I've been uh, catching up on Westerns with my mother who, who's never, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people she's never seen. Yeah. And, you know, even going back to probably the early 19 or the, the early 20th century, like the 1900, 1920, 1930 when you got sentenced to death, you were dead within a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Right. Like that was okay. it. And it, even when, when they sentenced people to the gas chamber early on, it was like, no, we're going to send you up there and you're going to sit in a cell for a couple of weeks while we get everything ready for you. And then as soon as we're ready, you're dead.
2: Yeah. It's kind of, so,
0: yeah. So I, and there's an old expression, justice delayed is justice denied. And I feel like when we try to take these people and say, you know, well, you know, there's good in everybody. He just needs to like rapists don't need a timeout. And that's what a jail sentence is. Yep.
3: Yeah. And it's, I mean, and getting to see that that side of it also, um, you know, you got gangbangers that are in there that are, you know, multiple homicides and there ain't no fixing them. You know, and it is it right, wrong and different, you know, whatever. But until you try to get stabbed in the neck with a pencil,
2: eh,
3: then you can have an opinion. You know, they're just right They're They're in there. They know they're going to prison for the rest of their life. What are they going to do to get the most credit they can before they get out? Right. Stick a pencil hard, in, in one yeah, of the guards next. The hard labor
0: boot camp, like yeah. breaking rocks, chain gang, like those kinds of rehabilitation sometimes work right Mm -hmm. because it is so awful and so miserable and you but you also teach them like hey uh you can you you know good behavior gets a good reward like you have to rewire these people's brains and unless you're able to show me how you're going to do that how you're going to rewire this guy who was literally raised from a child that he has to kill anything he needs to kill to 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 get money to get food mm-hmm. to get power to get his way you you I hate to compare people to dogs but sometimes animals are animals and let's face it people are animals
3: yeah. yep. when your brain gets wired to be a biter you're mm-hmm. gonna bite yeah absolutely absolutely and that's yeah, yeah that's yeah couldn't have said it any better that was that was right on on that. It, I just, it, you just have people that are wired, wired wrong. Yeah. And, and, and there I, ain't no, yes, That
0: the, the, Okay. Maybe, maybe there are people out there that have programs that can rewire these people, but mm-hmm. they haven't come forward yet or they have not.
3: I haven't heard of one. Don't.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, and it, I think it's, it's, it really does come down to the individual. It, it, whatever that rock bottom, you know, AA always talks about rock bottom. We didn't mm-hmm. cops always talk about the come to Jesus moment, you know, Yep. it's different for everybody. Yeah. Like the, the, the traumatic event, whether it's a, a, a cop giving you a hug, you know, cause we've, we've seen those videos we've posted them where some guys like, you know, looking at a cop and everybody's getting all jacked up. And the guy's like, man, I, I just, I just don't know what to do with my life. My, my father was killed in front of me and my son, you know, I've been shot a bunch yeah. of times and I just, and he breaks down, and starts crying and the cop gives him a hug. And then 20 years from then he's writing a book and talking about how that changed his life. And now he is working for a company and, you know, has owns a car detailing business. Like those stories happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But we can't predict who that's going to be.
3: No. And if it's, we could, it's, it's, shit, we'd all be able person. to retire. Oh my God. If I could,
0: yeah. that, if I could predict that I'd be millionaire.
1: I've yeah. only seen a handful of dudes who were <clears throat> career criminals, career assholes that you know changed their life and one of them was a fucking uh he was a he was a biker and i didn't know him when he was a was an asshole he came to the station one day and, um you could tell you are like oh this guy's did he's he looks like an asshole because he had all the fucking old like gang tattoos biker tattoos yeah. um and he was a real nice guy and he was like hey i know i look this way but i'm telling you like i've you know he explained his whole past his whole story mm-hmm. and he's like i found jesus and i went to prison and got right and he talks about some cop who helped him and he was like now nah, i'm on the straight and narrow and he really was he had a good job he had a good career and i was like holy shit mm-hmm. wow like man it gives me some hope for humanity but it's yeah. so far and few between
3: Yeah. And it's even, even on the road now, it's, you know, you, you help everybody you can hoping that, you know, if you take a thousand people to jail, one of them comes out like that. Right. But in, you know, I guess the retrospect side of it, is it, we don't know, you know, and if you do, you you probably don't hear about it too often.
0: No, if ever. And, and you, you know, part of it is like trying to, you know wonder you, you you get 20 years of that and you feel like you're bailing out the titanic with the dixie cup yeah. and yet at the same time because you don't know how many people you helped you know you you do have to hold on to that did i make a difference one time you know kind of a thing yeah but you know it, it's 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 carrying all that with you and just it, it, that 80/20 rule of feeling like the the world is populated by nothing but assholes it takes its toll. Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, it does. It does. And it's even this uh, new department. I'm I guess not new. I've been there for about two years, but um, the department I'm with now I did a very brief training spell with them before I got cut back loose on my own. And it was maybe three, four weeks after being there, guy comes up, you know, shooting fireworks off. They're illegal. Okay. Hey, bud. I'm going to make another lap, take these things, go inside. I'm not trying to ruin your night. It's, it's late in the shift. I'm going home. You need to go back inside. He's like, all right, cool. I do a lap around the block, come back, and a uh, Roman candle right off my windshield. Thunk, poof, I'm like, <laughs> you son you of up. a bitch. Yeah, now I'm you're like, just being hey, an mother- asshole. Yeah, I'm like, you hey, motherfucker, here we go. Uh, I slam the car and park, come here. And he comes up, and get your hands out of your pockets, hands out of your pockets, hands out of your He gets close enough, you know, still in his pockets. He met the ground at a pretty high rate of speed, and my partner makes the corner, who's now our sergeant. He's like, what the fuck happened? He goes, we had a fireworks call. Next thing I know, I see a guy's feet where his head was supposed to be. Like, that? Well, he was being a fucking asshole. And we had a fight with him, get him in cuffs, throw him in the car. My back seat, looked like a damn homicide scene from the blacktop and his face yeah. and his hands and my hands. And um, we get about, I don't know, 10 minutes down the road. And he's like, you know what, man? I'm sorry. I'm like, hey, you know, it's all right. You did what you had to do. I did what I had to do. He's like, no, you don't understand. I told my girlfriend I was going to jail today, and uh, I didn't want to look like a bitch.
2: Oh I'm my what? god!
1: Yeah,
3: I like, already made wow. his mind up. He's like, yeah, I'm coming like, back. you could have done this a lot easier. I'm like yeah. all yeah. she had to do was tell me. I'm sure we could have figured something out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I could have
0: taken you to jail for the fireworks. Right, <laughs> right. You could have like, kept like, your even like, Yo, man, your face can, and you, and can you just like, can you just like take me in real quick for a little
3: bit? yeah like
2: yeah save me a lot That'd of
3: paperwork right. mm-hmm. like yeah because now i got to use a force i got a decon in my car yeah no i'm like I, all you had to do was tell me man we could have made something see,
0: work. the average person doesn't understand that those people exist right right they don't yeah. Yeah. they don't mm-hmm. realize like there are people who you know you go back to batman you know i'm a oh. comic book guy You you know, and you talk about the Joker and they say some people just want to watch the world burn. Right. And that's not that's not like allegory. That's not an exaggeration. That's not hyperbole. That's that's legit. Like there are people that are just this guy. I'm going to go to jail. And then once Mm -hmm. he says it out loud, not only is it like, oh, he's like he's thinking, oh, shit, I don't want to go to jail. I I shouldn't have said that. But now I have to go to jail because I don't want to look like a bitch. Right. That mentality is foreign to a lot of people. Yeah. And they don't believe it exists. They're, oh, well, no, people aren't really like that. Bullshit.
3: Yeah. 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 We were, we were looking the other day. We were going through some of the, the top guys I've ever booked in our jail. And I, I want to say the guy that uh, holds the record, as I put it in quotes, um, was 104 times. Wow. You know, that's a shit ton of times coming in and out of jail. And he was in his 40s when he died. You know, so from from 18 to 40, what, 22 years, 104 times? My man spent more time locked up than he did on the street. And you'd talk to him in jail, nicest guy in the world. You know, hey, yeah, I just, I had a bad weekend and ended up in here. Like, ah, you're good, man. No worries. Anybody ever tell you you have a serious impulse control problem? (laughs) Right. And then you see him on the street and he's, you know, sloppy and, Anne- hammered and high and mm. you know fuck ф- you, you man you're like what i literally we were you know what? Talking yesterday you were
1: fine that's true too because
0: some people can't handle their own lives like yeah that's 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 what the military does for so many young men who they they get at you know 18 years old they're unleashed on the world they can't handle they literally can't handle their own lives and women yep. too but mm-hmm. you know you can't handle your own life so the military beats into you the tools you need to start to begin to handle your own life and then some people they can't handle that and they get out and then they you know like i said you you get out of the military Mm -hmm. like there's a 50 50 chance you're gonna be a cop or a crook you know (laughs) (laughs) that's
3: that's very plausible yeah yeah
0: i mean we we've talked about we've talked and it's it's not it's nothing personal. It's, 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 it's more like there's a combination of nature and nurture that again, we haven't unlocked yet. Some people are wired that way. Some people are, you know, my, my kids, yeah. my, my two kids are both wired very, very differently. And if you don't recognize what works with one doesn't work with the other, you're mm-hmm. going to
2: be hurt. And so. Will yeah. I. yeah. That's. You know. Yeah. As you die of. My dog walked down. He's
3: uh <laughs> Um, you guys were talking about it was the locker room on the, you know, animals to be killed by. He's mm-hmm. a wolf. Oh nice. He's, yeah, big he's a hundred pound cat. Yeah. You know, the most docile animal ever. But his brother, who my buddy owns, is uh completely different. He's a yeah. and it's you know, they're obviously they're they're animals, but yeah, it's the yeah, same. I'm like it's as you said it, he, he's he he wired he's like, wired. Yeah. yeah, he's like I'm here. If you if you want to pet me, you can. If you want to leave me alone, that'd be great. Yeah. His brother's like, stay the fuck away from me. Right, don't come near me. I'm gonna go eat this shit. And, yeah, I, there's
0: a there's an experiment or a, a program in Russia where they bred animals, and all they did was bred against aggression. Right, mm-hmm. and they were breeding foxes, and they bred them like they only bred the ones that when they reached if if the animal cowered from them when they reached into the cage as it, when it was a a pup if it cowered or it hissed or it scratched or it showed anything that was a negative reaction to a human interaction they put it over to a different area and then just kept it for whatever um but it, they didn't they didn't breed it and the only ones they would breed were the animals that had a mild you know, interaction with humans, no aggression, no fear response. And you know, what's crazy is within like, within like three or four generations, their actual physical characteristics started to change. Their tails got curly, their ears got floppy. So just the breeding against aggression. And again, this could be human beings Mm -hmm. or animals because we're all made up of the same it's DNA, it's genetic coding, right? So Some people, uh, some people breed for aggression. There are tons of, of tons of cultures out there where the more aggressive a man yeah. is, the yeah. more attractive he is to breed with.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's like the hood dogs. Yeah.
2: Well, yeah.
1: Also food plays a big role into that too.
3: Huge. Yeah. Um,
1: you know, high estrogen foods, foods that cause high fat and stuff like that increases more in estrogen to the body, which actually reduces testosterone and, um, you know, softens your features you know the jar line starts to soften and around and you start mm-hmm. getting more fluffy and your anger starts to go down and next thing you know you have a bunch of what they've called it soy boys running around um that yep. you know cry when the wind hits them wrong <laughs> and that's just yeah. because they have so much fucking uh <laughs> estrogen and the, their body's so imbalanced and it, a lot of it's food there's been numerous cultures that have yeah. you know you've seen that where they're introduced different foods that weren't native or had a lot of you know additives and GMOs and stuff and they changed mm-hmm. their whole personalities after generations and you're just like what the fuck kind of like our ancestors. Yeah you know yeah. I mean but, everything's a cycle. Know, what's crazy is that your <clears throat> your paraplegic that had the closmy bag was an asshole.
2: I have yes. not met two of them
1: suspect. Yeah I've not met one suspect or person that's been arrested or in the hospital that mm-hmm. you know is a quote unquote asshole um, that has been a paraplegic on me back that isn't a dick. Yeah. They're all ass. They're all assholes. Well, yeah. I yes, I, I, w- I would
0: think that you, okay, so you got a couple of factors going there. And I'm gonna hazard a guess. I'm gonna say, number one, if they're a suspect of anything, they're halfway to, you know, halfway to being a problem child, first of all. Then if they're already a problem child, you add the anger and resentment and depression that comes from being a paraplegic with a fucking colostomy bag, and they just turn into a giant fucking dick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean they do have more assholes than the rest of us.
2: Right. If <laughs> Two. <You do. laughs> That's yeah. One yeah.
1: In the stomach, one of the butt. Yeah. Dude, we Vroom. had one that was <laughs> that had the that had the use of his legs and he was a you know a person to interest of a of a call he had. Mm-hmm. And I, I hook him up go to search him and he's like like what is that he goes that's shit and i was like shit what do you mean shit he goes that's
3: my shit bag
1: huh. and i went mm. and i was like well i gotta i gotta make sure you know it's clean or whatever and i fucking lifted that thing up oh my god it was overflowing he had yeah. infection yep. i was like
2: mm. yep
3: because that shit just backs Locked, up mm-hmm. like,
1: god damn i got to
3: Finish see i wouldn't search. have been able yeah. to resist i'd wanna... been like
0: i thought you were the shit bag dude, oh yeah
3: <laughs> it was <fun>. you, there's, <laughs> you leave so many open lines for that that's right you know
1: i was trying not to gag i had finished my yeah. search and i was true, like dude you're enough. going
3: to jail like it, yeah this is bad no yeah. and
1: then we had one who was swinging his shit around ripped his ripped his bag out of his stomach in the hospital In the hospital calls pd and pd's the, she, they're telling pd hey you need to get this guy out of here and i'm like it's he's in the hospital what do you mean yeah. well he he uh doesn't want to submit to a, a covid test and i'm like okay <laughs> but he's here and he's injured right like yeah i was like just give it to him they're like we can't it's battery and i'm like okay like you have to take him i said no the fuck i don't Uh-oh. i said yeah. <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh you're telling me i have to rip him out Mm-mm. no he has to he has to refuse medical treatment and then i can take him mm-hmm. and escort him off the pro- uh property I mm-hmm. said, but he has to refuse medical treatment. And he's like, I'm not refusing medical treatment. I want medical treatment. I want to be fixed. I'm fucking have an injury. I want to be fixed. And they're like, we have to get a coach. He's like, you're not fucking swabbing me. No, fuck you. And this dude got so angry. He was 5150, like a motherfucker. <laughs> thought he knew like some famous like uh, athlete. Like, what was it? Kobe? I think he was oh, like, nice. yeah, I'm friends with Kobe. And we're like,
2: yeah, what the fuck?
1: <laughs> After no, the crash? No, you're not. <laughs> no, was before. Oh, oh no! It was, after, it, was after, after, it was after. It was after. It was after the crash. Sure, it was after. like, you,
0: "If you don't settle like, down, dead. you're gonna be friends with them in a couple seconds."
1: Well, because yeah, that's the real thing. I was like, shake you know, his his hand. He, "He's like, yeah, I'm going to his house." I'm like, "You, you know, he, he's dead, right?" Like, so he was off. But man, they were trying to like pawn him off on us. I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh, like, no, he he has to sign like an AMA or something." He, you you can we cannot just escort him out when he's requesting medical treatment i know you want us to i was like but we could get fired for that like no we're not gonna yeah. do that. long story yeah. short we had to just walk away i was like unless he hits one of you like you have to treat him so do yeah there's you nothing do. you're that's, gonna that's say is gonna criminal.
0: cause
3: us to violate his rights yeah oh yeah he knows the system absolutely oh, yeah. you know that's yeah i want the attention i just don't want that yeah right what's gonna keep me keep me out of jail
0: well, CJ, we appreciate you coming on. It's, it's always yep. fun to see where these conversations go because we started talking about a paraplegic with the rapist with a colostomy bag and we ended up talking about how people are just fucking wired wrong. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So, it's true. But, uh, we, uh, as, as you know, we always give our listeners a chance and today is going to be a bit of a double dedication, but we wanted to give you your dedication first. So who did you want to dedicate your episode to? Uh,
3: it'd be Patrolman Joseph Amable from a local PD passed away actually on Wednesday. Um, It wasn't a in line of duty, but um, it's been suspected at this point. It's related to a crash from line of duty from several years prior, but um, which as far as I'm concerned is still line of duty. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, a, 10 plus years on um, leaves behind a wife and two young children and just a genuinely good dude. Like every time you saw him, he just one of the guys that put a smile on your face, and it's I didn't didn't I didn't work direct. He was with a local local department, but when I was with the county, he was a backup car more times than not. So it was it was one of the tough ones that just came out of nowhere and unexpected, and he's going to be missed.
0: Rest easy, brother. We've got it from here, Chuck. Uh, We also wanted to
1: make sure we included. This one. yeah. So, this is uh Aaron Salter. Um, he was the uh recently retired police officer killed in the Buffalo mass shooting. Um, he was a security guard at the uh, supermarket. Aaron Salter's time as a supermarket security guard uh provided uh proved more deadly than his decades on both Buffalo police force. Um, when he uh chased down both gunmen and arsonists, he was described by Buffalo police chief Joseph. Gr- or Moglia as a hero in our eyes. Salter is credited with confronting and shooting the assailant at the tops supermarket on Jefferson Avenue before being shot to death on Saturday. There is a bunch more on here. It's on police one. Um, but he was the, uh, the retired cop who confronted this, the, the suspect and, um, put some rounds down range, but due to the fact that the suspect was wearing, um, body armor, um, he was unable to penetrate that body armor with his, his weapon and uh, was subsequently um, shot to death. So this one goes out to him and all the other victims, uh, totaling 10 and um, very horrible thing.
0: Um, yeah. And I want to I take the chance to, to include a public service announcement to all our sheepdogs out there. If you're carrying, right? If you're armed, if you're working an off-duty assignment, if you're in a supermarket, you know whatever, if you decide to to put yourself on duty and take action like that, kudos to you. You're you're a fucking hero and good for you. But just remember, like your training is your training. We're taught to shoot center mass. That's the biggest target, right? So many of these assholes are now doing these fucking terrorist attacks with body armor on. Oh yeah. Go back to the North Hollywood shootout, yep. you know. You 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 can You can start to think, okay, if I see an asshole with a gun in an active shooter scenario wearing tactical gear, it's headshot time. You Mm -hmm. know, you you start playing these. If you're going to carry and you think that you might be the guy that would put yourself on duty the way this sheepdog did. That's cool. Now do the extra work and the extra work is go to the range. Do some training practice the headshots practice your precision shooting and then think over and over and over and over about these scenarios about every, you know when you're in these places think if a guy comes in and i see a rifle and he's an active shooter headshot i'm going to i'm going to you know watch look for the eyes practice shooting that you know the triangle you know across the brow down to the tip of the nose make sure you put the time and effort in because unfortunately this guy put rounds down range and, and was able to, to strike the suspect, but they were ineffective because the suspect was wearing body armor and potentially um, had, you know, 30 years of police work, not just ingrained in him. You shoot for center mass. He didn't even have the chance to reassess and go for a headshot before he was killed. So sometimes there isn't, there's not going to be time to reassess. You need
1: to just take the headshot. And they said, because of his actions, because of uh, Aaron Salter's actions, um, he did save lives, um, and lost his own. So, I mean, even though he was unsuccessful with putting suspect down, he no, no doubt hands down saved lives that day because it wasn't for him. More people would have perished in that, uh, hate filled crime. Um, to me, it's an act of terrorism, it's horrible, yeah. uh, domestic terrorism. And yep. if he wasn't there, more people would have perished. So, yep you know, for Aaron, Aaron Salter, rest easy brother. We have it from here. I mean, it's just a horrible, horrible thing. Um, And as we're getting ready to to close out a few few words from uh, the sponsorship, (laughs) Uh, I want to say thanks CJ for coming on. And then uh, thank you all for listening today. If you like today's podcast, please go follow us on our Instagram at war underscore stories underscore official and our Facebook at war stories podcast. If you already follow us, share our posts and our information you can also go to the link in our bio on Instagram and Facebook to reach all of our social, our media, and our websites. Our podcast is on all major podcast platforms as well as on YouTube. If you want to support us, please go to our website at www.warstoriesofficial.com. Grab some gear. We still have some movie hoodies, shirts, patches, and stickers left. We'll be doing some spring and summer gear uh, as well when things calm down over here. So uh, if you want to be featured on our show, this is a big, big thing. If you want to be featured on our show and you think you have a story or you want to share your story, please go to booking.warstories at gmail.com. Again, that's booking.warstories at gmail.com and send me your story and I can get you booked. We are looking for law enforcement, corrections, dispatchers, fire, medics, and veterans. If you have a friend who you think would be a great fit, let them know about us and give them our booking email. And I want to say this one thing because we haven't really had too many dispatchers come on, and I know that they deal with a lot of stress and it's a very high stressful um, job. We would love to have some dispatchers come on and share their stories and their high their their tense calls and you know maybe the closure that they got or the stuff that they struggled through and how they got through that because I know there's so many um, dispatchers out there that have struggled I've Heard it on the radios and they struggle mm-hmm. sometimes dealing with some of these calls. So it'd be great to have some of you guys come on and share your stories and how you got through it to help your, uh, fellow brothers and sisters out. That'd be great. And then, um, for all of you, thank you for the support. Stay safe.
0: Yeah. So, uh, CJ, once again, thanks a lot. Uh, do you have anything you want to add at the end?
3: I just, I appreciate you guys having me.
2: Oh, that's, no, of course we're work.
3: glad to have you. Okay, man, I watched or listen to both shows. I, keep my head on straight while i'm driving around in circles and start my patrol that's part of my daily routine when i start yeah, i well, look forward to every day when you guys we, drop them
0: we appreciate that man because that's that's again that's why i try to drop them for the graveyard guys so they're because they're out there you know yeah. watching the sunrise so hopefully they get, they get a little entertainment to keep them awake at two o'clock in the morning when the episode drops yeah. so uh, we appreciate, appreciate you guys it. all listening so until our next episode come home with your shield or
2: on it